Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Here he is, as promised, the head coach of those Longhorns. It's Tom Herman. And what are you supposed to say? Uh, Boomer Sooner. Coach. Boy, I will stab you if you say that. <laughs> what is wrong with you? Hook him, coach. Hook him, BJ. <laughs> coach, welcome back to the show. It's always good to have you on. We appreciate the time. Thank you. I'm going to sit back. Don't let Brian, um, you know... Kiss up like a good alum. Well, I'm not going to kiss up, but uh, okay. Uh, <laughs> Coach, I, watching last week's ball game versus Baylor, it seemed like the offensive staff, Tim Beck, OC, and you guys, schematically, you, you went with a different approach. Can you expound on what was the mindset going into that ball game? Because I know you have a beleaguered offensive line, losing a, a stud like Connor Williams and, and other guys uh, on that O-line. Uh, the, the running game hasn't been what ideally you'd like to see. Well, I think, you know, one, uh, we matched up well uh, with Baylor and, and their front four. Uh, that's uh, one of the few times this year that, that we have with uh, our, our young, inexperienced offensive line. And so uh, we were able to uh, move the ball on the ground a little bit. But I think, you know, the one thing that we did, we played with some tempo uh, and that, that helped our guys, you know, uh, allowed them not to have the defensive line kind of get their heels dug in or cleats dug in the ground and uh, caught them off guard a little bit. And then uh, the one thing Shane Bouchelle does really, really well is uh, he can throw those uh, what people have, are calling RPOs, you know. And so we, we tagged uh, a lot of our runs with, with RPOs. And, uh, you know, when it was there, Shane did a nice job delivering. I think we had a, a – 150 yards of passing on on run plays and uh you know plays that were called runs that that had rpos tagged to them so uh you know it it, uh it lent itself for uh uh a good week to to get going a little bit but you know this week's a, a whole different animal with uh you know, a top 10 team that, that we're playing this week. Are you cool with the terminology or the term RPOs or just something else that you assign to that strategy? Well, I, I uh, we call them uh, reliefs. You know, you get, a, you get relief from an overloaded box. And so that's, the, that's what we call them in our offense that, uh, you know, when they, when they load the box and, and make it uh, difficult for you to run because there's extra people there that you, you have relief from that, and the quarterback can pull the ball out and, and, and throw it on the perimeter. Coach, on the other side of the ball, your defense continues to play really, really well. How important is it to have, I don't want to say you know that side of the ball settled, but to have that to rely on as you continue to build things and get healthy on the offensive side? Well, it's monumental. I mean, we, we wouldn't even be uh, where we are right now w- without them and they there there's no secret that they're they're carrying our our team and they they wear that as a badge of honor so to speak and they embrace it they enjoy it they were angry 
that they gave up seven points uh, against mm. Baylor. Uh, you know, we played just two weeks ago, we played the number one offense in the country, averaging 50 points a game and held them to 10 points in regulation. That should be good enough to win a football game, especially at home. Uh, we didn't play uh, worth a you-know-what on, on offense, and, and we wound up losing in overtime. But uh, that being said, th- those guys are playing good enough to win, and, and I think it's really good because it it speaks a lot to – you know, what we've been preaching for 11 months and, and the, the culture that, that we've instilled here that uh, if you play really hard uh, and you play really, really physical and you play for the guy next to you and you play great defense, you're going to have an opportunity to, to be in any ball game. And um, we're, we're really, really young on offense. You know, there, there, there are times where we have a true freshman quarterback handing off to a true freshman tailback with a true freshman tight end and a true freshman right tackle blocking for him. And, oh, by the way, we've got a redshirt freshman left tackle and a redshirt freshman slot receiver. So, uh, you know, that nowhere in America is that a recipe for scoring, you know, 40, 50 points a game. And uh, that's not an excuse. That's just uh, where we're at, and we're getting better each and every week. But I think our defense definitely knows that uh, they've got to carry us, and, and they take a lot of pride in that. The matchup with TCU coming off the loss there at Iowa State for the eighth-ranked Horned Frogs. When you look at that film, what stands out mostly about this TCU offense since we're we're talking about your defense, which is playing pretty well, has us, uh, us, former, uh, us alums who played on that side of the ball really excited to watch those guys fly around. But TCU, other than the mistakes in the red zone last week at Iowa State, uh, what's going to be the key to stopping them? Well, they've made a uh, commitment to run the football, which is uh, a little bit different than the last couple of years. They're running the football really well. They've they've got uh, two good co- uh, running backs in the backfield there, and then uh, the quarterback Kenny Hill. You know he's a senior and he's uh, doing a lot better job of taking care of the football and managing the game. Uh, you know of our seven of our nine uh, Big Twelve opponents have. Uh, fourth-year junior quarterback starting or uh, senior starter quarterbacks, you know. So we've gone from, uh, you know, Jacob Park to Jesse Ertz to Baker Mayfield to Mason Rudolph to uh, now we've, we've got Kenny Hill, who's a senior, and uh, he's playing really, really well in terms of managing the game uh, throughout the course of the season. But I think the thing that sticks out the most is uh, they, they, their commitment to running the football and – uh, how well they do it. Coach, um, I don't think we're on in Fort Worth right now. The, the, the show's not airing there at the moment. Do you want to name your starting quarterback real quick? So no, no one will find no, out. No, I'm though. good. <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm good. <laughs> now, I, I know you said earlier in the week that you guys would know. Do you do you at least know by now who's it going to be, or are you still playing your own waiting game? I, I think we're going to talk about it today, this okay. morning. Uh, I'm on, on my way into work right now, and we'll talk about it as a staff, but um, no, that's that's the one thing that an advantage that that we have that you know I'm not you know I'm not going to give up that advantage just because the the public wants to know uh, you know we've got two guys that uh, have won football games here that have played really really well uh, one guy was was injured but he's cleared now and uh, the other guy uh, in his place had a really good game and so uh, you know that's. That's something that I think is uh, or can be an advantage for us. And, 
you know, we're we're not going to divulge anything that would that would take away an advantage for us. Coach, what's your methodology with dealing with uh, disgruntled parents? Uh, you've had this situation with Armonte Foreman uh, and his father taken to the the Twitter verse to uh, lambaste you and the staff. Uh, how do you uh, deal with outside noise like that? Well, we, we've we've made a point uh, in our program to to not listen to outside noise, and uh, I think there's there's a difference between hearing it and and listening to it. You know that. I would be foolish if, uh, you know, I, I thought that we could prevent our team from hearing things that are being said on the outside. In this day and age of message boards and, and social media, uh, our, our guys are bombarded with messages. But uh, we teach our guys the importance of not listening to it and, the, the, and how not to listen to it. And uh, at the end of the day, we we believe that uh, you know if we bunker down and, and have a bunker mentality in our program that uh, really the only people whose opinions matter uh, are the the guys in the room and uh, you know for me the the only people that matter whose opinion uh, that matters of me is uh, our players coaches and and my bosses to be quite honest with you and uh, right now we. Uh, uh, everybody loves everybody. I mean, I, I say that uh, not with tongue in cheek. I mean, we we are a very very close unit, and um, you know our players love each other. Our players love their coaches. Uh, our coaches love our players, and um, you know it, it's uh, it's a shame. But you know, I made it very clear when I got here and when I was at Houston and everywhere else I've been that uh, you know I, I will talk to to parents regarding anything and everything about their son's life uh, my job is to build better husbands better fathers and better employees uh for this great country and uh, i'll talk to them about anything social life girlfriends uh you know majors job opportunities classwork uh, you you name it uh you know health issues you name it i will talk to parents about anything and everything uh, except playing time, you know, I'm, I'm going to make sure that, uh, you know, that we teach our, our guys how to grow up and how to be men and, uh, how to, you know, have a conversation with a guy that's their boss being myself and their position coach, uh, as to what they need to improve, uh, to, to achieve the things that they want to achieve. And, uh, we do that better than, than anybody any program in the country and we've got great relationships with our players and so uh it really to be quite honest with you brian it is literally a non-issue for us coach you did talk recently though about um you know fans students not showing up early enough for games and starting games and coming on the field with a lot of empty seats too many down in austin uh, i i know you do everything with a purpose were you looking for the right time to bring that up or were those just kind of off the cuff comments that day no i i one you know it's uh, it's funny the way the media works this week or uh this day and age i i got asked a question literally i got asked coach were you disappointed in the student turnout and uh i said yeah i was disappointed and then the next day my wife shows me a headline that says 
Tom Herman calls out student body, <laughs> you know. And uh, so it it was the the farthest thing from that. I I was uh, I was disappointed, but uh, I know there's a lot of factors that go into it. One of them being, uh, you know, we got to win more games, and and I get that, but uh, we, we do need to figure out. And I had a meeting with our athletic director just yesterday uh, on on how. Uh, we can, and we being an administration and an athletic department, uh, how we can uh, cater to and, and market to our students a little bit better and make, uh, you know, being at games enjoyable and make, it, make being at games easier uh, to, to get there and get in and be early and, and have incentive to do so. And, uh, you know, we, we need DKR to be a uh, true – uh, home field advantage, much like most of the stadiums in the country that hold 100,000 people are. And, uh, you know, it starts with us. It starts with winning. Uh, but I think there's uh, a lot of key players involved that that need to take a look at what we can do better. Coach, in about 30 seconds, tell me how close do you feel you are to your core competencies taking hold there at UT? Oh, we're <laughs> – I mean – I don't know that you could be any closer without breaking through. I mean, we we can see the other side. We can smell it. We can taste it. We can feel it. Uh, and, you know, you, you don't we, – we, we had a stretch of five straight games against top 25 opponents or, or teams that at one point were in the top 25. And we go to TCU this week to play uh, our third out of four weeks uh, against a top, 20, uh, top 10 opponent. And so uh, we've been tested. And we have done everything except win the game. You know, we, we took uh, Oklahoma State into, <laughs> into overtime. We, we won possession game against Oklahoma. And then, obviously, uh, the game against USC going into double overtime. So, at some point, we've got to break through and we've got to win these close games, the ones that we're not supposed to win. the one that Coach, i got to cut you off. I'm sorry, sir. Up against the break, Brian always asks two late questions. <laughs> Out of three, Gio and Jones on the way. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com.